0: This episode of the Signal 51 Chronicles is brought to you by Oscars Pub, 6323, Kent Bowie Boulevard.
1: Roxo Media House.
0: A Signal 51 is police code for an investigation, a law enforcement proceeding that is a systemic and thorough attempt to learn the facts about a possible crime that is complex and whose facts and circumstances are generally hidden at least initially, behind obstacles that can be coincidental and or man-made. Investigations methods are formal. I'm John Henry, a journalist. My partner is Jake White, a retired Fort Worth police sergeant. Together we examine the difficult cases of law enforcement, both in Fort Worth and around the region. This is Signal 51. The show is designed specifically for a more mature audience. Some of the content is graphic and is not intended for younger audiences. This week on the Signal 51 Chronicles. Death at Daybreak. Not long after daybreak on the morning of October 9th, 2008, around 7 a.m., Temple Jernigan lay dead of two gunshot wounds from a forty-five caliber gun, one in the chest and another in the head. He lay next to his truck in the 4200 block of Jeneda Street in an industrial area in Haltom City. The location is very near a set of railroad tracks that intersect the thoroughfare. As the crow flies, Haltom Road is a mere one mile in the distance. Witnesses said they saw two men arguing outside a warehouse shortly before they heard two gunshots. A camera mounted on a nearby business caught a white car speeding away. Police asked for the camera's contents, but detectives quickly had a suspect, Vinton Cummings, age 43, who went by his middle name Derek, Haltom City Police arrested him the same day after witnesses linked him to Jernigan in the car. Cummings, an African-American male, worked as a mechanic at American Airlines facility at Alliance Airport. He had no criminal record and had lived a good life, free from any or certainly few run-ins with the law. He was small in stature, but he could no doubt take care of himself. Derek Cummings was a competitive amateur bodybuilder. You know the look of the scientifically sculpted muscles bulging unnaturally, appearing to threaten to break out of the skin. He was promptly charged with murder, something that carries a prison term between 5 years and 99 years. Derek Cummings was a graduate of Euless Trinity High School, if memory serves me well. So the memory part is important in some respects, because I'm doing some of this off memory. A moment of disclosure. I was a member of the jury that sat in judgment of Derek Cummings, joined by 11 other peers of Mr. Cummings, all of us, of course, residing in Tarrant County. Rob Catalano, the judge who recently stepped down to rejoin the Tarrant County District Attorney's Office, was the Chief Prosecutor. He was joined on that side by Tiffany Burks, I believe. She just recently lost a run for the Tarrant County District Attorney's Office. Cummings was represented by the widely respected defense attorney, Mike High School. Overseeing all this was Sharon Wilson, judge of criminal district court number one, before she left the bench to become the Tarrant County DA, a job she has since left for other opportunities, presumably, or perhaps just peace of mind. Who knows? Derek Cummings said he shot Temple Jernigan in an act of self-defense on that morning. The first thing we learned at trial was about Temple Jernigan. Temple was 20 years old when he was shot and killed. He is buried in Greenwood Cemetery where a service was held to honor his life. He was said by family to have been born with a smile, a smile that brought joy and laughter to all that knew him. He graduated from Haltom High School in the class of 2006 and had plans to join the military according to his family. He worked at Styrochem and eventually landed a job at Coors as a route driver. Temple was also said to be a hunter and a proud supporter of the NRA, and he loved a good drag race. He also enjoyed his favorite pastimes, jet skiing and tubing on nearby lakes. Paintball was also fun. He was described in his obituary as, quote, an all-American young man, with dreams and aspirations to make something good out of his life and to make his loved ones proud. Temple was survived by his parents, Diane and Temple Jernigan Sr., along with his brother and sister, Derek and Angela. Temple also had a fiancé he left behind, Sherry Cummings.
2: Sherry Cummings was the adopted daughter of Derek Cummings. Sherry was the natural-born daughter of Derek's wife. Sherry was at the center of a number of disputes between Temple Jernigan and Derek Cummings, who was not a believer in all the good things said about his daughter's boyfriend after his death. Cummings and his wife were protective of Sherry, some said overprotective. One prosecution witness who worked with Derek at American said the relationship between Derek and Sherry was downright weird, even suggesting it took on a sexual tone she was around the american airlines facility but derek and his wife a white woman did not approve of their daughter seeing temple jernigan and that disapproval was ramped up even more when she moved in with them though there was little they could do to deny the then 20 year old her intentions she was of age after all derek and his wife on the other hand said the problem was more about how Temple Jernigan felt about them than the other way around. Temple, who had racist tendencies, they said, at times called Derek that ultimate... The worst degrading the worst word you can one, call a black man. Yes. Or woman, for that matter. Yep. While threatening to whoop Derek's ass. And that was a quote. Whoop Derek's ass. There was a picture of Sherry wrapped up in a Confederate flag and Temple asserting allegedly that Sherry was, quote, going to be one of us. Wilson ultimately would not allow this evidence into trial, finding it, quote, more prejudicial than probative. Derek was also bothered by Temple supposedly restricting Sherry's time spent with her family. Derek said he had arranged a meeting with Temple on the morning of the shooting to give him money for Sherry who was having difficulty getting a job he wanted to help her but didn't want Sherry to know he was doing so Derek also said he brought a gun because Temple had expressed an interest in buying it he merely wanted to show it to Temple not only did he bring a gun to the meeting he brought a loaded gun to the meeting
0: makes you wonder huh
2: oh yeah this one's got some interesting uh components to it already
0: At trial, Derek Cummings took the stand in his own defense. It, of course, was a disaster for him, but ultimately only he could testify that he feared for his life and with only a moment's notice to fight or flight. It's important to remember that Derek Cummings, as we mentioned earlier, was a bodybuilder. Temple Jernigan resembled, by pictures shown to the jury, an overweight, out-of-shape 20-year-old on a diet of Twinkies or junk food. It was immediately clear to the jury that Derek could have either one physically handled himself against an outmatched bully, as the story goes. In fact, it was quite obvious that Derek could have bench pressed two temple jernigans. The state had already painted a very convincing picture that this was premeditated murder, not self defense. Certainly, one could draw a conclusion that Derek was at least, at the very least, planning a physical confrontation. In addition to bringing a loaded gun, he also brought a rental car to the location instead of his own truck, which was operational at the time of the shooting. Sherry was actually the one using the rental car while hers was in the shop for mechanical or body repair. The day before the shooting, her mother called her and asked her to bring the car to the house and asked her furthermore to spend the night. Sherry ultimately did spend the night with her parents that night. The manner in which Derek left and returned to work also raised eyebrows. He got to work each day around five o'clock in the morning. Well, that morning he showed up to work and he left in time to get to the meeting spot with Temple. And when he left, he followed someone out the door so as not to activate a timestamp on his key card that allowed him entrance to the facility as well as allowed him to exit the facility. He did the same when he returned, calling a coworker to let him in because, he said, he left his key card inside. Once he got back inside, Cummings then nonchalantly settled into a game of dominoes with another employee. A colleague testified at trial. Said Catalano, the prosecutor, quote, he was planning his alibi. Derek also threw the gun he used in Lake Worth after speeding off from the location of the shooting. Now, Jake, that seems odd behavior for someone who just shot someone because they were in fear of their life. You're probably more likely not to call the police, aren't you, and tell them what happened? Don't you think? The state also showed that the path of the bullet wound to Temple's head was down, indicating the weapon was being held higher than the target when discharged. The initial wound to Temple's chest knocked him back and down. The wound to his head was a kill shot. With Derek standing over Temple at close range, firing into a defenseless and unarmed man. Quote, the the second shot was the execution of an unarmed man, said Catalano. Derek said that second shot to the head was an accident. The state said the blood spatter on Temple's truck proved its allegation that he stood over his victim and fired the shot. Now, Jake, you looked into this blood spatter analysis that 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 the state brought uh, to the witness stand.
2: We're going off your memory. Yeah. Right. And we're suggesting it was probably the gunshot spatter. Correct. correct? The spatter on the truck. Uh, yeah. So gunshot spatter, in a summary, um, basically includes both forward spatter from the exit wound and back spatter from the entrance wound. I think that was probably the meat and potatoes of... Yeah. yeah I guess right yeah. that was probably the majority of it because ultimately so gunshot spatter will vary depending on the caliber of the gun right some rounds are bigger than others mm-hmm. some travel faster some travel slower um where the victim struck whether the bullet exits the body uh what's the distance between the victim and the gun and the location of the victim relative to walls floors objects etc um but ultimately with, with that spatter, the forward spatter is kind of the fine mist and the back spatter would be larger and fewer drops. So again, the the back, um, that back spatter, or I gu- well, I guess again, with the, the, the forward spatter being the fine mist, the back spatter being a, a larger and fewer drops, I think, you know, kind of like we mentioned earlier, the forward spatter from the exit wound, the back spatter from the entrance wound.
0: All right. Those wounds, the medical examiner, both of them said, were they were both fatal. They both would have killed Temple Jernigan. Now, Derek trying to, to paint a picture of this encounter while he was on the stand was like me trying to explain relativity. Very thorough? I'd be bumbling around, babbling about complete nonsense. Well, after receiving permission from Judge Wilson, the prosecutor... Catalano, on cross-examination, asked Derek to come off the stand and reenact the confrontation. He looked like a fish out of water, stumbled around trying to explain what happened that morning. At one point, he said he told an imposing temple, who Derek said charged toward him, to get off me. That's when Derek said he took a step back and fired. Witnesses, though, also said Derek was pointing his finger at Temple in an aggressive manner immediately before the shooting. Was Derek trying to invite a confrontation, even if one had occurred?
2: So, John, your jury deliberated for three-ish hours? Three hours. Before finding Derek Cummings guilty of murder. In the punishment phase, the defense called Cummings, minister, and a co-worker who testified that he was not a violent.
0: And he, he, quite frankly, probably wasn't.
2: There was nothing to suggest otherwise. Derek, in, in punishment phase, he did not take the stand. Out of an abundance of caution, prosecutors were ready to pounce on evidence found by police in Derek's home. A large quantity of human growth hormone in his house. Illegal. Steroids. Roids. The jury deliberated another three hours before sentencing Derek to 40 years in prison. He has been denied on a number of appeal attempts, including arguments that Wilson should have allowed into the trial the racial element. Derek has also argued that a prospective black juror should not have been struck by the state in violation of the 14th Amendment. He has also appealed to higher courts that the jury should have been instructed to consider the lesser offense of aggravated assault and that too was declined Derek said he shot Jernigan the first time to get him off of him and that he did so intentionally the second shot purportedly was an accident yet a medical expert testified both shots were fatal and Derek here quoting the opinion of the court of appeals for the 7th district of Texas at Amarillo Quote, cites us to no evidence contradicting that. Because of this, he was not entitled to the charge since the lesser offense of aggravated assault is unavailable when there is no evidence that the victim suffered a lesser form of serious bodily injury than death, End quote. Derek, at this time, in the year 2023, he has served 12 years, and must serve another eight before he is eligible for parole. So what we're going to have to do, we've got some legal components here we need to talk about. We're going to get Sean Ferky's take on that. You know, John, my favorite bar in West Fort Worth, little place called Oscar's Pub. Never heard of it. Where is it? Sixty-three twenty-three Camp
0: Bowie. Oh, I do know this place.
2: Yes, I'm. Have been told and have experienced they serve the best cocktails in West Fort Worth. Pretty tasty. And at a price that can't be beat. Cannot. And a staff that could not be more friendly. Ugh. I'm telling you, telling you. And when you walk in there, they made a show. They made a TV show in the early 80s, mid 80s. Very much a resemblance. Heard about it. You're talking cheers. It's the exact same thing. You walk in. Where everybody knows your name. Everybody knows your name.
0: Telling you what. Also, it is a very friendly place. In fact, there's a there is an order there. It says, uh, or a directive there. It says, uh, be nice or leave. That's mm-hmm. how friendly this place is. Um, they mean it, too. Oh, yeah, they mean it, too. And I'm telling you what else. Do not sleep on those tacos in that taco truck. It sits right outside. Oh, no, sir. I had, I've had tacos and burritos there. I think it's Gordo's taco truck out there, and it is. Uh, oh, they're good. It is good. They're really good. I mean, even even if you don't want to go, even if you want to, like tonight, I'm not. I've got to go back to the office. And I'm gonna swing by there and not drink one ounce of liquor. I'm just gonna get a I'm just gonna get a burrito. Get a burrito. Get a burrito and say hello to some people. Get back in front of the keyboard. Exactly so. So well, uh Oscar's Pub 6323, 6323, Camp Bowie Boulevard. Be there or be square.
2: All right. With us we got the Signal 51 Chronicles legal expert. Yeah. Our authority. Our authority in all matters legal he's, or illegal. He's the he's the uh signal fifty one hammer. The signal fifty one hammer. Correct. Wow. <laughs> None other <laughs> than Sean Furkey.
1: Always great to join you fellas. Clap it clap it clap, clap, clap
2: Applause. Clap, clap. All right Sean. So we go through this case. We go through Cummings He's got some, uh, I mean, the defense as a whole from what we've gone over. Um, there's some holes in his story, I suppose, um, or some weak spots. So, one of the things we talk about was during the trial, the prosecution or the prosecutor, with permission of the judge, remember Cummings took the stand in his own defense. Um, the prosecution asks him to get off off the stand and and in essence reenact right, John the yeah. recreate this confrontation, recreate this confrontation. Show us
0: exactly how you were in so, fear of your life.
2: Let's look at so from a from a from the the law perspective, the legal perspective, the attorney perspective. You're the defense attorney, Sean. In this case, hypothetically. Do you prepare for this possibility prior to the trial?
1: Yeah, absolutely. I mean, in this case, since the defendant is alleging, I mean, obviously you've, you've got you've got a dead person, so he's alleging that. I mean, he's not denying that he killed him, but he's claiming self-defense. So obviously, he is testifying testifying to assert that you know that this was self-defense. You know, I felt I felt threatened to, to the point that you know my life was in danger, and that's why. I, Shot the gun because you know I was basically defending myself from what I viewed as potential lethal harm. Once he says that, you know the prosecutor on cross examination, you know certainly would have a right to ask him to step down and, and recreate that for you know purposes of the jury. Um, obviously, as a defense lawyer, you're going to have to anticipate. You know you, ought, you know your client's going to take the stand to assert self defense. You're going to have to anticipate the pro- you know the prosecutor's going to ask him to step down and do this. So you would certainly you know, rehearse that ahead of time to make sure that it, it you know, it makes sense and it comes across as, as, as credible as it can be. Because one thing as a defense lawyer, I mean, if, I, if I'm if i representing someone and he tells me, hey, man, you know, I, I killed that person, but I just don't want to go to jail for the rest of my life, I can still represent them, but I cannot allow them to testify and then be a party to, you know, committing perjury. So, you know, I can't be, I can't lie help him in line on stand. In, in this case, um, you know, if, he, if he's asserting, hey, no, this is self-defense, this is what happened, you would certainly prepare for that ahead of trial in anticipation the prosecutor would act, ask them to recreate it. And you would probably, you know, you know, when the prosecutor, and you would certainly know by the way the questions are, are coming coming out, you know, you would want to object when the prosecutor asked him to step down as far as any legal objection that, that would, possibly sustain there isn't one i mean judge is going to overrule it and uh you know the prosecutor will be allowed to to question that defendant and and, you know recreate the the scene as they claim
2: it's got to be painful if you're the defense attorney watching that
1: right yep yeah i would imagine yes very much so especially you know if you know the defendant you know, if, if the self defense claim isn't really true, it's it's you know I think that's going to come to light during the trial. Yeah, it's not mm-hmm. going to come across as credible as you know obviously is it would be if it were true.
2: Okay.
0: So, also in the trial was uh, and, and actually actually he used it he used it um uh, as, as an as an issue on appeal. The defendant Derek Cummings said that he was provoked on a number of occasions because of of uh Temple Jernigan's uh racist tendencies. At times uh he, he said that Temple had 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 called him the N-word and he had also shown a uh shown the parents a picture of Sherry who's the daughter wrapped in a Confederate flag and and Temple asserting allegedly that, that Sherry was quote unquote going to be one of us. So the judge, Sharon Wilson, ultimately wouldn't allow the evidence into the trial, finding it, quote, more prejudicial than probative. Right. Explain that in so, ruling for us.
1: Obviously, you know, the judge did not feel that, that, you know, this murder that he was charged with, that there was evidence that race played any part in, in you know, the beef that the defendant and the victim had. The concern the judge clearly had was if she were to allow the defense to to claim that the victim was racist towards the defendant, and that this is what led to the confrontation. Um, I mean, that you know you got to have evidence to support that, right? Mm-hmm. And for whatever reason in this case, you know the, the defense was not able to bring forth. You know, hard evidence to support that claim that the, the racism was a factor, and so because of that, if the judge were to allow it in, it, you know, improperly, it you know, it, it could basically be prejudicial to to you know to the uh, victim in this case. And if it's if it's if there's not, in other words, it could do more harm than good. That's what it means by more pre- prejudicial than okay. probative. And had she allowed that, that you know. The prosecutor and the defendant had been acquitted. Then the state would have had an issue on appeal.
2: Okay, so one of the other things, his appeal, um, he he cites that the lesser included offense of aggravated assault; um, those were not instructions given to the jury. Okay, walk us through. You know we 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 just saw this again what what 3 weeks ago Aaron Dean trial mm-hmm, sure the lesser included um here we are in this trial there 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 was no other lesser included offense what would his logic be and I guess ultimately what would the judge's logic be for not including that lesser included charge of aggravated assault
1: sure so the, the judge is only going to when a judge gives a lesser included offense, it's given via the jury instructions at the end, um, before the jury goes back to deliberate. The, the judge will actually type this up and read it to the jury. Um, and in this case, you know, we have a, a victim that's dead, and the evidence clearly does not support an aggravated assault with a deadly weapon, and that's why the judge would not allow that lesser included offense to, to be in the jury charge, to be in the instructions.
2: Okay, so one of the other things that stood out, and I, I don't know how much this was focused on in trial. Um, Derek was a bodybuilder, right? Mm-hmm. And in Derek's house, they found... Human, human growth hormones. Human growth hormone. Yeah, hormone, right. Was it... Do you know, did anything come out? Did it look like he is just simply using this for his own personal use or was it a large quantity
0: large quantity enough to be a uh perhaps a dealer uh that was when the trial was over the judge and the attorneys both came back and and that's what the judge told us
2: okay that did not come out in trial so that that's one of the other things uh that i well a few things jernigan uh did not sound like a creature of good health. I'm not saying that he was in poor health. He's just certainly, from a physical perspective, they were not on the same level, right? right. One had a diet of Twinkies. The other had a diet of protein and stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, Grain, Grains, fruits, vegetables, needles, I would guess. Yes. The dietary habits of those guys, one, are it, it's impressive. There's yeah. a sacrifice. Yeah. But I also think, and I'm not saying Cummings what wasn't, you know, there was no evidence to suggest that he did uh, consume any kind of steroids, if you will. He could have been an all natural bodybuilder. Mm-hmm. And I don't, I don't know if you've had any run-ins with these guys or know anybody personal where they're certainly super jacked, super shredded, and they're like, "No man, it's all natural. I don't take anything." <laughs> I mean, I know, I know of a couple people who I'm pretty sure were not all natural. Now they didn't have the rage to murder someone, but that's always there's always that uh, association, right? Yeah,
0: it's yeah in some cases, but I don't.
2: Or is that an old school way of thinking? Maybe I don't know.
0: I've always I've always just thought it depends on who who's taking it. I, it you know the. the the body chemistry and disposition and everything else is different in everybody.
2: Uh so there yeah, you could might be, be right road
0: there. rage. What yeah. you know, if just I took steroids, it might make me, you know, rage against humanity and you take steroids and you might be it might be like smoking dope or something. You're just as relaxed and dead body. I'm just road. always calm. Yeah, sure.
2: Nothing ever gets me riled up. So anyway, the point you're making though is Well, the point I'm making is So, he's convicted of this murder. Mm -hmm. How much of a role did that play? I mean, because, let's face it, his defense was not the strongest. I mean, he's going up against a guy who has a diet of Twinkies, as we've stated. Most of those guys that, that are in really good shape, they really are strong. Oh, yeah. They really are fast. I mean... I, I don't know that to me that that's a struggle and and let's face it it takes a lot of dedication to get into that kind of condition I don't know that personally uh, <laughs> at all but from the ones that I do know that have done that I mean that becomes their life right so there is oh it's yeah
0: it's, yeah
2: yeah I mean they're they're can complete they're completely consumed with it and I think that it's like a priest in the word in the word
0: of God I mean they're just completely yeah. dedicated to it
2: yeah exactly yeah, yeah. nice analogy thank I you. like that yeah, thank you. but the, I, so the other thing though I can this is this is what sucks about crime was Derek Cummings upset that his daughter had grown distant mm-hmm. yes right right heartbroken sad Mm -hmm. the list goes on Mm -hmm. confused we're talking about a 20 year old girl right who's going out in the world on her own Mm -hmm. he may not have been ready for that right he might not have not all parents have the ability to say go fly right you know go go grow on your own some parents are well they were they were described as overprotective but what sucks about crime is is that was his if that if that was the case that was his resolution. Yeah. There was no there w- there was not a concept of hey okay look I got to give her space for the you know one year two year five years 10 years however long it's going to going to be. More than likely 5 months or 10 months. You're exactly right. <laughs> 20. So that the, what sucks about crime is it's selfish, on almost every level.
0: Yeah, because you have some sort of le- greed. If you're a thief, yep. You, if you need money for drugs, you've got to have.
2: That's a good point. It, it is. I mean that that was his that was his resolution was to kill the person that was taking away from him. Mm-hmm. Again, I'm not saying that that he shouldn't have been sad. I'm not saying that he shouldn't have struggled with it. But the idea of killing someone. Because they're taking time away from your daughter. That's that sucks. That that's that's the society that we live in. And th- I mean, this. Listen, let's face it. I'm sure there's a thousand other of the same stories throughout the U.S. that happen. You know, every decade, right? I mean, that this in and of itself is not that uncommon. The racial component. I mean, well, we don't know because there was no nothing introduced at trial, right? Um the guy who supposedly said it's dead the guy who said it was dead but again an, another thing of um uh, there's just so many other ways to handle like a, even a whole bunch of ways there's yeah i mean if that were so so the here i don't want to say i question it but i i would say that his daughter i struggle with the fact that if Jernigan was that way that she would have tolerated it Mhm. Right. I mean I I'm I maybe I'm wrong, but I I I don't it just
0: it I mean, yeah, that that is a good question. And I don't know the answer to it because although she did take the stand in support of her father. She did? She did. Oh. Ah. Um of course that question wasn't asked. They yeah. did they did try to ask the the wife about it and and of course, they were. The state objected, and and the judge uh, sustained that objection mm-hmm. because she'd already
2: ruled that yeah. it wouldn't be allowed in, in a testimony. The the other, like I said, I mean, uh, as if no murder murder is not tragic, right? I mean, I I think every murder is tragic. It, it it's horrible. It sucks. You know, I I think there was a not a justified reason, but based off the facts that we talked about, I mean. You know, it's clear to me that, hey, uh, Derek was upset about something. That's how he handled it. There was nothing in his past to suggest that he was a violent person, that he had done anything like that before. He's gainfully employed at American Airlines. Mm -hmm. Good job. A good job, right? But the other thing, he clearly had no experience with murder. Okay. Okay look at look at his time okay he he gets to work at five yeah this happens at roughly well the between
0: 6 45 and 7
2: the break of dawn so he shows up at work at five he scans in his key card because you know there's a trail with that right he goes out the door behind someone mm-hmm. and then comes back and calls a friend and says, "Hey, can you let me in? I, whatever. I forgot my key card. Left my key card I inside. Yeah. Left my key card inside.
0: Or at home or whatever. Yeah,
2: that's his alibi.
1: Mm-hmm.
2: I mean, I'm pretty sure. Even in two thousand eight, nine, the place is probably full of cameras. Did did that ever come up? I mean, or was I don't that recall? Was that? I mean, to me." Hearing that story, I would almost be so dismissive of that fact because it's such a—I mean, it's a pitiful alibi.
0: Yeah, it is. Then he went in and tried to play dom—you know, play, sit down and play dominoes nonchalantly. Yeah, I don't remember the part
2: about the cameras. Even, but you're right. Even in 2008. And then, how do you explain throwing the gun off the Lake Worth bridge again if Jernigan? Was in fact that threatening? How do you explain? I mean, what? Where's the? Where's the? The concept of reasonable. I mean, if,
0: yeah. I mean, if anything, I'm calling the police, and saying, "Listen, I just I did the worst thing in my entire life. I just killed this guy because I had to. Yeah. And I'm here at the scene. Come help me. I need Man, help. Man, that's a
2: long way too.
0: Yeah. It's it's not, Haltham City to Lake Worth. I mean, I'm. Well, you go around you go around the, the loop to yeah it's it's i don't know 15 minutes maybe 15 20 minutes
2: yeah i don't know i mean again like i said i think that you know it it's it sucks for sure but i think that ha, i mean i don't to me that had to you know he's he's de- described as the overprotective parent mm-hmm and then, what was the component? It well, it, it one guy from his one colleague
0: friend. Actually, they had been friends, I believe, if I remember right. Thought the relationship with
2: between father and daughter
0: was a little strange.
2: Okay, that's. I, I wanted to make sure I was clear on that. Yeah. Um, you know, I again, that was his resolution. Yeah. I mean, again, I can only unless there were facts we never heard of that never came out what else could the motive have been other than daughter now has a boyfriend fiance Mm -hmm. and he's taking all the time from her
0: yeah i mean i it seems to me like a a rational person with with some experience would realize if i if i just don't do anything it's probably the best course of action because i don't need to do anything
2: Mm mm-hmm I saw the dude. I saw I saw pics of him on online, Uh, some of the old news stories. I mean, no, it wasn't even an old news story when when we were researching it. It was like some competition he had entered maybe only a year prior. Uh I mean, he was jacked. Yeah, he was freaking ripped up. He he looked like he was smaller in stature, Uh, but I mean, he was yeah, he was a big dude. I mean, I no doubt would have. I mean, I'm sure Jernigan, even if he was like a tough guy. I mean he probably doesn't have the physical stamina no to annihilate a bodybuilder. He might have one or two punches in him
0: and then he's and he's spent, I would guess. Yeah, I think so. But I- what I what but again, the, going back to your point about this was the guy's resolution. Best course of action was probably just not done any not even worried about it. Because that relationship would probably be over within
2: months. So that's the probability is high on that yes maybe a couple of years maybe and of course it could
0: come with there, there could be a slip up and there would be a child involved if they lasted that long but chances are the parents would be stuck with a daughter coming
2: back home and a in a in a grandbaby. i did I, I mean again i looked like look at his history he wasn't he wasn't a crook right he wasn't yeah. he i mean he was obsessed with working out and
0: apparently had a side gig of
2: maybe Dylan. delivering
0: HGH. Yeah. So, Jake, that's another edition of the Signal 51 Chronicles. You guys stay out of trouble. Most crime does not pay.
2: It does not. Time for Oscars Pub, 6323 Camp Bowie. Let's get it.
1: Roxo Media House.